The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because. Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Oh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. And we're back to Paper Route, presented by I Am Athlete. Um, it's not a great morning for me uh, because my Jets, they won, but Aaron Rodgers goes down. And so it just seems like uh, the, the energy and the mood continues to get worse for me. Like, how the hell do we have Aaron Rodgers go down after four snaps? But it's okay because we also have the Dallas Cowboys who started off hot, Ashley Nicole Moss. So welcome back, Paper Chasers, and also welcome back, Ashley Nicole Moss. Hi, guys. Ashley, how the heck did you miss the biggest Monday of all of football? I didn't. Okay, well, I did miss the biggest Monday on the show, but I will say there was no better place to be (laughs) during a Dallas Cowboys wipeout than New York City. That was the perfect, that was divine intervention. Every my cab driver hated me, my Uber driver, my driver driver. I was not able to go to the game. I didn't go to MetLife until the Jets Bills game. I was out there with Tommy Hilfiger. We had a cool suite. Um, so I got to see that in person. But listen, you know what, Brandon? I gotta tell you, there is nothing that I love more than a man who knows how to keep his word. You know? (laughs) I I just love a man who can keep his word, you know? So we had a little bet on this show. We? Not we. They know who I'm referring to. Andrew, BC. I know y'all can hear me. And we said the winner of the first game of the season, which happened to be for our teams, the Giants and the Dallas Cowboys face each that's right, other. That's right. If y'all remember, they were talking. Bi- that too. They were talking big crap about the Giants. They gonna wash us. Daniel Jones is this, this, and this, this, and this. They didn't even score a touchdown on us. They didn't even get a field goal on us. So, guys, Andrew, if you can come on out here first, we'll we'll take turns because one of y'all got a man in the back. Um, <laughs> Andrew, come on, come on back here, Andrew. I, I know you can hear me. Come on, come on He's to the, to come on into onto set. Come on, Andrew. <laughs> I brought you a little present, Andrew. Oh. <laughs> I got you a little present. 
This here is a, a Dak Prescott jersey for you to go ahead and put on today. Here you go. Go ahead and put that on for the people. It may be a little snug, least, but that's okay. At least I came through and I did it. That's okay. How's that feel? What's a goose egg like? That's never happened to me before. Can't relate. Oh, it looks good on you, boy. How about them twice. cowboys? You play twice. Woo! I'm a How about that? What's a win? What does it feel like to wear the jersey of a winner? Stay right there. What's that feel like, Andrew? We gotta get you a cam. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Come here, come here. Come, come turn around real quick. Model the back. Let me show everybody. In case you didn't know, that's Dak Prescott. That's QB1. That does not say Daniel Jones, Brandon Marshall. That does not say Daniel Jones. How's that feel? I'm sorry, Giants. Hey, uh, mm. say, no, hold mm. on. Come back. 40 oh, pace, God. boy. <laughs> so, 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 Wu, um, Ashley wasn't here yesterday. Uh huh. So when I walked in studio all by myself, yeah. I heard a little bit of whispering, Ashley. Oh, oh they were talking. Like Y'all were talking? No, I'm sitting oh. here. I'm sitting here. I'm listening. And they're like, man. It, he, he came. Yeah. He's like, "Is Ashley?" Going? He didn't know you weren't going to be in studio uh -huh, yesterday. Uh -huh. Is Ashley going to be here? Mm -hmm. And then you hear BC like, "Man, I don't know what happened." I'm like, "Yo, what are y'all talking about back there?" It was a memorial yesterday. <laughs> Yo, it was like it, it was like someone died. Funeral. Like someone died. Yeah. 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 Got killed. Well, he didn't really. He didn't really kill us though, Ash. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. He didn't really kill us. I mean, for how do you think we got forty points? So all yeah, right, yeah all okay. Right, all, all right, you go, you go take, you go I'm take out, your I'm seat out. in the back. You enjoy that for the show. BC, come on down, BC. <laughs> I got a, I got a nice one for you. Come on down, BC. Bring them on down. Bring them on down. This is, this, this is, this is the highlight you. of my day. You are some. I think you know mm -mm. what. Something's wrong with you. Me? Yeah, she's really. She likes inflicting this pain. I do. She's really. I might be a masochist. This. I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> she's Low really key. Come on this. down, BC. Welcome to the party, baby. I got something for you too. I came. <laughs> I got something for you too. I brought pain. you a vintage one though. I felt like we should spice things up. This here is an OG Des Bryant jersey. Oh, Des, this bro. one is for you, BC. Come Go come ahead and put I'm that on mad. for the people. Go ahead and put that on for the people. Go ahead and put that on for the folks. Yeah, the blue and silver. Show the star, baby. How about them cowboys? How's that feel? Feels like a winner, huh? Feels like shit. It feels like a winner, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's, feels it's, like it a sucks. winner, huh? It how's it, it how's it feel to wear the jersey of a winning team? Um, it's just one game. I mean, I'm used to it. You know, we, uh -huh. we, you know, we won a Super Bowl or two, so I yeah. know how it feels. Well, you know, you didn't win on Sunday. Well, first but... off, you gotta introduce yourself, <laughs> tell people who you are, what you do, and then take the pain. Oh, I'm BC. Welcome. Hello. BC and you are a what? I am a controller. No, you are a New Jersey Giants fan. New York. And I said it right the first time. You and you yourself. really thought that you were going to go ahead and, and y'all team was going to go ahead and make this a game. And y'all were talking hot crap. All week leading up to it, you and Andrew, all, all, all preseason coming at me crazy, talking about this, talking about that, talking about, oh, we going to wash y'all, y'all whack, y'all a disaster waiting to happen. Y'all didn't even get a field goal. How does that work? A touchdown. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. What was, watching that, what was watching that game it's like? Painful. Um, Feel good, huh? Nah. 
It felt good for me. Nah, that was the worst. It, it the felt worst. good for I me, know, Brandon. I, Brandon, how did... As soon as it, it got... I only lasted the halftime. Ooh, you didn't even watch the full massacre. Brandon, how's he looking that blue and silver? Talk to him. I mean... Talk to him. As a new Dallas Cowboy you know fan, how does he look in the blue and silver? He looks amazing. But <laughs> I, again, he folded. We keep trying to give BC mm. the state. I mean, she was just... To Going redeem himself. BC, what you're supposed to say to Ashley is like, Ashley, hold on, hold on, okay? Oh. Now look, you know I picked the Dallas Cowboys. I picked the Dallas Cowboys to represent the NFC. Okay. But you coming in with way too much energy right now because it wasn't as uh, amazing as you and everybody else thought. So we should be... What wasn't amazing? The game. Oh, 40-0. Brandon. Um, listen Brandon, to me. let me tell you why. What did Bill Parcells famously say? What did he say? He said, "You are what your record says you are." And okay. right now, our record says we are one and zero. We are undefeated, and you know what your record says? Losers. <laughs> See, we playing play one more time this year. Though, oh, so not, we not, got another chance. BC, this they is gonna what lose you that again to too. To Ashley, this is what I was expecting. That's why I tried to give you my seat, right, Ashley? Mm -hmm. All right. Falling behind to that team 16-0 in the first quarter, mm -hmm. it's impossible to win because why? Look at that front seven on the other side. So now all they do is pin back their ears, and they only have to worry about nothing. I ain't trying to hear none of that, and Brandon. you talking about three turnovers. I ain't trying to hear none of that. Yeah, you, go, you, go, like, you enjoy that breaks. jersey for the show. Pump I'll get that later. Hold on, Brandon. I'm not going to let you do that. You know why I'm not going to let you do that? Why? Because this wasn't a bet about the full season. This wasn't a bet about, you know, Super Bowl, any of that. Uh, this was this okay. was simply a game one bet. And they had an option uh, to yeah. not allow their mouth to write a check their ass couldn't cash. And you know what they did? <laughs> they let their mouth write it. And Daniel uh, Jones disappointed them. So go ahead and take the seat. Oh, and you man, can go ahead and call up Danny Dimes and uh, blame him. So you know what? I apologize we're good. to you. Because you you're right. You're right. This was about just... Mm -hmm. This is a little internal banter, and this was between our team, and it was one game. Because I was about to say, like, Ashley, why are you getting so energized? Because you told me, let's talk about it after week one. For sure. And basically what you were telling me, for me to be uh, 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 brought into the, 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 the cowboy community, yeah. the nation, that it's like, yo, you can't be on your high horse after week one. That's what I felt like you were telling me. Okay. No, what I'm saying is, is that when you make a bet, don't allow don't my whole thing is do not put all your money in Danny Dimes and the New Jersey football giants. They will disappoint you every single time. All I said was, which is a one game bet. I'm not getting too high. I'm not getting too low because we only did beat the Giants. They're not a good football team. And I'll say it again. They're not a good football team. But it feels good to be a Dallas Cowboy fan this okay. week. And um, you're in a predicament week I'm in, two. I, I'm, in, I'm in a predicament here, guys. And, you know, this actually uh, lifted up my day a little bit seeing Ashley enjoy mm. inflicting pain on embarrassment who, uh, I do but, but here you go breaking news here Aaron Rodgers and we all expected this uh, he tears his AC uh, his Achilles ending his first season quarterback Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles tendon ending his first season with the New York Jets after four I repeat after four offensive snaps according to team sources here's what you need to know Rodgers making his much hype New York debut on Monday Night Football suffered the injury when Buffalo Bills defensive end Leonard Floyd. Uh, are we past eight minutes? Yes. F you, Leonard Floyd. Sacked him on the team's opening drive. I love you, Leonard Floyd, but not for the next three months, four months. How could you do this to us? The Jets, are we cursed? Are you kidding me? Yeah, After might be. Up, the 39-year-old dropped back to the turf. We all saw it and limped off the field. 
with help of trainers before be being sent for x-rays x-rays excuse me now ashley mm -hmm. in that moment okay in that moment i was like oh there's hope when you're able to get up and then walk off <clears throat> you know you're like okay well it's nothing's broken you know there's i you know, when um... you see acls you can't you got your you're hopping off but he was eight he was on the cart and then he got off the cart and walked into the locker room yeah and so i was like okay it's hopeful maybe this is a high high ankle injury I mean, it, it was interesting. I was there for this game. And I mean, first of all, it was insane. It was packed. It was sold out. The energy was crazy. Um, when this happened, imagine the loudest environment you can think of and you could hear a pin drop. It was, you saw Jets fans with just a, a plethora of different emotions from hands on the head to like covering their face. They were just completely in disbelief that this happened. Oh my you know, all of this hoopla was made about getting Aaron Rodgers to the Jets and, and going back and forth with the Packers and and ultimately getting giving him all this money and then him giving some of it back to build this team out. And Jets fans really thought that this was their moment, that this was a time where this team was going to be more competitive than it has been in years. And you could almost fear, right. I mean, sorry, feel the energy being sucked out of MetLife. Like, it was that serious. And then when he did not come back into the game, the energy did not shift until that last drive, which brought it into overtime. But, yeah, Jets fans, you know, I heard a guy next to me. We were in a suite, and the guy below us was screaming at the top of his lungs in a very deep New Jersey accent, like Tony, totally Tony Soprano, and was like, what did we do to God? Why does he hate us? Like he was right, like, his, like he was screaming at the top of his lungs. Like, why does God hate us? What did we do? Um, Giants fans think they're cursed. That that's a real thing. They believe that they are cursed. You know what? I didn't. I, when I think of uh, a curse, right? I think about the Mets, you know, or the Red Sox before the, they won the World Series. The Red Sox, and there's mm -hmm. a few other teams, right? Uh, in football, um, not the Browns. Is there any team? In no, the Browns are cursed. Is it the Browns? The Browns are definitely Browns. cursed. I never put the Jets in this category. You I, didn't? No, I never put the Jets in this category. I always put the Jets in like a category of like, they're just one of those teams that haven't gotten it done. No, the Jets. Name it in the 60s. And, and last night, sitting there watching this, mm -hmm. I was actually driving home from Tampa mm -hmm. when I had it displayed. Like right? little, uh -huh. yeah, I had it displayed. And I'm like, yeah, the Jets may be cursed. Ashley, this isn't week six. This isn't week eight. This was after four plays on Monday night football. Like, imagine how the... Three. Like you said, three, four, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. Imagine, he comes in with all this hype. He takes a pay cut. He does the right thing in, in, in his world, in, in, in his situation, so he can bring in guys for what? To win the Super Bowl. He's totally different from where he was in Green Bay. It's night and day. They're all over hard knocks. It's a beautiful story. Think about this guy going from one of the most hated athletes mm -hmm. to one of the most cherished athletes in a matter of three to four months. That's how amazing his uh, uh, um, his 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 uh, time in New York has been. And so now, after three plays, you say three plays, he goes down. Well, fourth, technically, he got hurt, but yeah, I mean. It's interesting though, but you know what? I, you have I'm a different hurt. perspective I, because I'm like, you played. I'm like, I'm literally fighting back tears. You have a Seriously. different perspective because you played for the Jets. But like growing up in New York, 
everyone always knew the Jets were cursed. It was like the Giants were the team that were the winners. The Jets were, if something could go wrong, it would always go wrong with the Jets. That's why you used to say J-E-T-S, suck, suck, suck. Like, right. that was the chant. The Jets always had a reputation of being cursed. Um, but did they use that language? Cursed? Give me the yes. Language. Did people use Every, the language if you, I don't know who in the chat is from New York, but if you're a New Yorker, it's kind of like an urban legend that the Jets are cursed. It's okay. just something that's always been, Jets fans say it, it's been passed down to generations of Jets fans. It's just kind of common knowledge that the Jets are cursed, that if something can go wrong, it will go wrong with the New York Jets. Just so, it's always been the case. So what else we need to know, right? Zach Wilson obviously came in. This is a guy that they drafted high mm -hmm. um, and had high expectations uh, uh, for. The Jets' number two pick in 2021 replaced Rodgers and threw a touchdown and an interception, a terrible interception, and the mm -hmm. team's stunning come from behind 22-16 to 16 overtime win. Uh, Coach Sala came out and said that he will uh, continue as the starter, obviously, right? Like he is the backup and, uh, you know, you wanted him to develop and have more time behind Aaron Rodgers, not four, four plates. You wanted yeah. maybe two years. So this sucks. Rodgers attempted just one pass and incompletion before the injury. And Ashley, his contract uh, ends with the, with the team. It runs through the end of next season. So before it's, I go into it, what's next for the Jets? What is next for the Jets? What do you see? What do you anticipate? It's going to be, it's going to be hard. You know why? Because listen, as great of an athlete and as great as a football player that Aaron Rodgers is, he is what? 43 years old. 40. He's turning 40. Okay. He's 40 years old. And you know, people know, athletes know, regular people know, Every year you get older, your body doesn't react to injury the same way. We're talking about an Achilles for an almost 40-year-old quarterback. Right. Now, that's not to say he can't come back. That I don't believe. I don't think this is career-ending. But I think that you aren't going to get the productivity out of Aaron Rodgers that you anticipated that you were going to get for at least two, at least two seasons. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about it. When Aaron Rodgers officially signed with the Jets, people were talking Super Bowl. They were talking conference championships. Like, they knew for the next two seasons at least they're, this was going to be position. a team that was in position to go to the Super Bowl. Now that has completely gone out the window because you already know the type of quarterback that Zach Wilson is. You already know that Zach Wilson needs a lot more development than he has had. You already know that Zach Wilson has had issues with the locker room and connecting with those guys. You know that Aaron Rodgers has done a phenomenal job of doing that in the offseason. If you've been watching Hard Knocks, he's been absolutely amazing at doing that. Yeah. Those guys were excited to play with him and to play for him. That's completely gone out the window. You're now literally starting at, at ground zero. You're starting at square one. Right. And what's next for the Jets is I don't know how you've spent an entire offseason with Aaron Rodgers and developing that chemistry and, and, and getting that, you know, fluidness to the offense. And now all of a sudden you're supposed to flip a switch and do that with Zach Wilson. The Jets, do I think they will be competitive? Yes. Is this a playoff team now? I don't know. As they good are. as they are, Zach Wilson is not the quarterback so, that's going to take them there. I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I, I really am fighting back tears because I have so many friends in, in that organization uh, from Woody down to down Gus in the equipment room and, you know, v Vinny, who is, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson's ball boy. 
Um, and then also guys are still on the team and coaches are special teams coach, right? So like this is tough for me. Um, and it's, it's hard for me to even have this conversation because, you know, it's so fresh. But, but I, I want to say that because this is the business of the NFL, mm-hmm. right? Like in the business of the NFL, it's, it's what's next. The business of the NFL, it's what, what Coach Sala said literally immediately after. Lisa Salter goes to Robert Sala and says, okay, how do you feel? Are you guys going to be okay? Are you guys deflated? And he said, no, I got uh, amazing defense. He said, I got so many guys on that offensive side. We are, we're moving forward. So immediately, immediately co- Coach Robert Sala had to go into next man up mentality. Now, of course, you were there. You were able to feel it. But uh, we all were, were able to feel it from home. All of us who were watching it, we were like, yo, this uh, was probably one of the most deflating moments, the top five deflating moments in all of sports. It has to be. It has to be. The anticipation of the, you know, and the anxiety of Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets. The Jets, who you say is cursed, who I say has just been bad in the bottom of the barrel for, mm-hmm. for a lot of the, you know, you know, the last 40 years. But so deflating. And, and then all of a sudden, Zach Wilson has to come in and he has to find a way to overcome. So what's next for the Jets is it's also it's like what happened last year. They had a team mm-hmm. that was top five in defense. They had a running back, but he ended up getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what needs to happen is fix what happened last year, and that's Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. The question is, can Zach Wilson be the guy that they actually drafted? No. If he if he can, no. If he can be half not of yet. that, if he can be half of that, the Jets will be a playoff team. I'm not. I'm not. Listen. I'm not scared of the pa- the Patriots. I'm not scared of uh, the Bills. Like the Bills are in a deep trouble, and that's a whole other conversation that we can have later. Now it's the Miami Dolphins as the front runners, clear cut front runners in this division. Mm-hmm. But you have a defense and you have a running game. Did you see Brees Hall last night? No, they listen, they have a phenomenal team, but I think that the strong part of this team was always going to be their defense. That was always going to be the strongest part. The offense was going to be sensational because of Aaron Rodgers, because of all the pieces you have on offense, the quarterback is what makes that offense go and move and, and click and gel. So I think that that now comes into question with Zach Wilson. Now, can Zach Wilson win you games throughout the season? Yes. Is he going to be the quarterback that takes you deep? No. And I think now the issue is now what you're looking at is, your defense is going to have to be damn near perfect now that Aaron Rodgers is not the leader of that offense. There is not a single room for error defensively with this football I team. I think that when Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback, you could go ahead and maybe have a couple of mistakes on defense because offensively, Aaron Rodgers has that ball in his hand. Anything is possible. That's, he can I, do things that we have no, never seen. What? No, that, okay. No, no. no. Let, let me tell you. Let I don't think you. the team goes far without Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. Well, I don't think Zach listen, Wilson's the guy. Um, I think the question is, can they win a Super Bowl, but can they be a playoff team? Absolutely. I don't, I don't know. Why. Because if you look at uh, how, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, how did the Bolt- the Baltimore Ravens went to the Super Bowl with who? Joe Flacco, who was Zach Wilson's backup last year, right? And then Kerry Collins, and so there's been so many. Are you so going to compare Zach? Are you going to compare Zach Wilson now to what Joe Flacco was? Joe what? Flacco, Joe, basically listen to what I'm saying. Okay. They made it to the Super Bowl, and right? Won the Super Bowl off of playing great defense, of course, and running the ball. 
Okay, that's what they did. And Joe Flacco made some big plays. Joe Flacco right. didn't like. Let's look up. Uh, can you know Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco. Uh, Joe Flacco's uh, stats. The year that they won the Super Bowl, the Ravens won the Super Bowl. Can you send me, text me over his stats? So basically what I'm saying is this. They don't need Zach Wilson to be the guy that they uh, expected to be when they drafted him, meaning the face of the franchise. What they need Zach Wilson to do is not throw the interception that he threw last night. That was just a routine play. He needs to be able to go out there, lean on his run game, take advantage of the big play opportunities, don't force anything, and defense do exactly what they said they were going to do. Go be a legendary defense, and they're more than capable of doing that. You see, you, we had three picks last night and a, a, a forced fumble. Like, the defense did exactly what they did. So I think that you can't even compare Zach Wilson to Joe Flacco. I agree with you completely that the defense won that Super Bowl, which was one of the reasons why a lot of people were kind of looking at the Ravens crazy when they gave Joe Flacco all that money because the defense was truly the MVP of that Super Bowl. But right. even with what Zach, even with what Joe Flacco did, he was better than what Zach Wilson is right now. Zach Wilson is not a is not even close to what Joe Flacco was in that Super Bowl. And Joe Flacco wasn't Tom Brady. He wasn't Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't a freaking Dan Marino. But he was better than Zach Wilson. What 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 made him better than Zach Wilson? We've seen Zach Wilson. You know uh, what made what made him better than Zach Wilson? What made Joe Flacco better than Zach Wilson? Pull up his stats from the game. I, I'm, I'm I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. I saw who you sent me over, but it didn't tell me the the year. I want to see his stats for the year. Not only Ravens. that, but didn't he didn't he go to the Super Bowl in his rookie season, Joe Flacco? Same thing with Ben Roethlisberger. It's the same thing. The Pittsburgh Steelers won the Super Bowl with Ben Roethlisberger. Why? Because they played great defense and they had great running. Uh, they had a great running game. All right. And what did Ben Roethlis Roethlisberger do? He made big plays, a couple of big plays when they needed it, and he didn't mess the game up. So Zach Wilson, just don't mess the game up, and you'll be right where you need to be. I I, I don't even dis Miami, like, I don't I disagree do with that, I but he's have, not Joe Flacco. I, I, Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson. It's not the same, Brandon. Those, yes, it is. The Joe same. Flacco and Zach Wilson. It is egregious to compare the two of them no, right it's now. It's not. It's, Zach Will, uh, uh, Joe Flacco was never him. I'm not saying that he was him. I just said he wasn't Tom Brady. He wasn't Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't an elite quarterback, but he was better than Zach Wilson is right now. When he won, he was better than Zach Wilson when he was a rookie. Hmm. Like, I'm not saying that he was the second coming of, of Joe Montana, but comparing him to Zach Wilson, he might as he might as well been Joe Montana when comparing him to Zach Wilson. <laughs> no, 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 I, I disagree there. Um, I do have, actually, I do have the Miami Dolphins. Joe now. Flacco stats. We got him the in the Miami, chat. 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions. I do have the Miami Dolphins um, as the clear-cut um, favorite in this division. Okay. But it's not going to be sweet, right? I have now the Miami Dolphins, the Jets. I don't even know if I want to put the Bills third. Like when I saw uh, Josh Allen last night looking like this, he looked like he was scared. Like that was bad. Mm. Okay, so I don't know if I have I, I I don't know if I have the 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 Bills or uh, the Pats at number three, but to me they're in the same boat. Okay, so when I look at this, when you see this matchup between the Miami Dolphins and the Jets, it's the same thing from last year. Like it wasn't there. Was, it, like the Jets were in, the Jets had an opportunity. So this defense is good enough 
to go win ball games against teams like the Jets, to go win teams like uh, against teams like the Baltimore Ravens. So, like, yes, it's deflating right now, but what they need to do is they need to take a deep breath. All right. Well, let's 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 uh let's sit here and, and and let's mourn Aaron Rodgers. We thought he was going to march us right into the Super Bowl. That's not happening now. So now we got to go back to playing complimentary football and just get back to the next man up mentality. I think we'll be fine. I think it's crazy you have the Jets second over the Bills. The Bills still have their franchise quarterback. And listen, I'm not. You saw hold on, hold on. The game I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not what? negating he that Josh. I'm not negating that Josh Allen looked like hot garbage. I'm not saying that he didn't. I'm, I'm with you when you're right, as you like to say. And he looked horrendous. The Bills should have won that game. They had the game. That was their game so, to so, win. So that you saw Josh Allen up close but, and you're still. But I think that. They have the upper leg because I think when Josh Allen is at his best, even Josh Allen at his worst is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. Like, and I don't think you can argue that. Does he do questionable things? Absolutely. Do I wish? And um, for all the talking heads in the media, make sure you give Josh Allen the same smoke you give Dak Prescott every time he throws an interception. Because your man's was on the field stinking it up last night. I saw it with my own two eyes. And everyone loves to talk about Dak Prescott interceptions, Dak Prescott interceptions. The man was throwing interceptions. He's 0 and 5 in overtime in his career. 0 and 5. <laughs> You hear yourself? But You're, no, no, no. But you are contradicting he is, yourself. No, you are making but, the case. You're making the case for me. But he is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson and Josh Allen, and the Buffalo Bills will figure it out. And Josh Allen will figure it out. Will right. he do some right. questionable things during the season? A hundred percent. Would I put my money on Josh Allen before Zach Wilson? You're damn right, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, well. Listen. This is. This is how I look at it. You know, defense wins championships, uh, and you definitely have a, a, a opportunity when you have a running game like that. Brees Hall looked amazing. For sure. Um, Dalvin Cook is still knocking the rust off. So now you got uh, Nate Daniel Hackett. It's really on Nate Daniel Hackett. Okay, you don't have Aaron Rodgers anymore that can uh, 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 cover up some of your mistakes or maybe lack thereof, creativity, whatever, whatever you know, you know, you may be dealing with, right? We saw who you were with Russell Wilson, right? Can you be a guy that can put your guys in position? We can't wait to the third quarter, fourth quarter to get Garrett Garrett Wilson and our receivers going. But we do need to put them in position where it's going to protect Zach, but they can still make their big plays and have an impact on the game. So defense, running game, big plays. That's all I need. I don't need to see Zach Wilson going through four or five different reads. What I see uh, – uh, uh, what I need from Zach Wilson is sitting here and play the same way the Philadelphia Eagles play. The Philadelphia Eagles, it's like, look, if you want to stack the box and you give me one-on-one outside, we're going to run slant, we're going to run go, we're going to run sluggo, we're going to run back shoulder, we're going to run non-stop. Simple football, 15-yard comebacks. We don't need to do the trick em dick em type stuff. We don't need to do that. And this is for all, I wish this can go to all offensive coordinators from a memo standpoint. The Philadelphia Eagles when is the blueprint. When you have a defense and you have a running game and you have dogs outside, keep it simple, stupid. The kiss technique. Keep it simple, stupid. And that's exactly what we need to do with the Jets. And if I'm telling you, Ashley, I'm telling you, we can be in position. Well, and you know what? I'm not even – I was going to change. Ashley, the last thing I was like, I was going to change my pick. Uh-huh. I was going to come in here and say, Ashley Nicole Moss. Uh-huh. You know I picked the Jets to represent the AFC in, 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 in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 
four plays. Can I please back out and put Mm-mm. insert someone else in? Mm-mm. I was going to do that today. You 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 talking like you got faith in in the the and, second and Messiah, which is Zach Wilson. You got to stick with your. Pick. I'm doubling down on the Jets. Oh, I'm okay. Down on Jets. This could have been. Why you look like this? Brandon just likes being loud and wrong. That's that's his thing. That's his that's his brand. Loud and wrong. No, that's I his brand. I'm not loud and wrong. I said the same thing about the Rams, and y'all looked at me like I was crazy for week one. Rams ain't what. I can go on and on for some of the stuff I say, but y'all don't be listening. Y'all don't be listening. Well, I have a question for you, Brandon, because um, Sunday at 425, the Cowboys and the Jets face off. So who are you going for? Because I, 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 I thought you were I thought you were a Cowboys. I thought you were a Cowboys fan this season. So who, yeah, who are you who are you rocking with for I, that game? Well, I, let's be clear here. I'm not uh-huh. a Cowboys fan. I have oh. them as my team to represent the NFC. Okay. okay. That's and not that's not the message we got. No, it is, but I'm rocking with them because I want my, my prediction to come true. Okay. So it's more of a selfish thing. So in the AFC, obviously I, I chose the Jets and I'm gonna double down on the Jets, regardless of Aaron Rodgers being there or not, right? Uh-huh. And now we know he's not. And so you you asked me this question. I'm going with the Jets. Why? Because not only do I have them represent the AFC, but that is my baby. That's my team. So you you think the Jets are going to beat the Cowboys? Let me tell you what we can't do. We can't do what the other New York or New Jersey team did. Like which I, you said, I corrected myself for you. Mm-hmm. We can't do what the Giants did. Mm-hmm. If you fall behind to this team, mm-hmm. right? What do they have? They have an offense that can run the ball mm-hmm. efficiently. They have two running backs there, okay? mm-hmm. and they do have a quarterback that can take advantage of you. You know, if you give them one-on-one and you give them them type of opportunities because they got dogs on the outside. Okay. But on the defensive side, here's the problem. You got to listen to me closely here. When 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 they can just sit back and say, you're in a pass-first situation, they don't have to worry about the run, you will never beat the Cowboys. You'll okay. never beat the Cowboys. But if it's head-to-head and now we're forcing Dak Prescott to open it up a little bit, now we're forcing uh, uh, Parsons to figure out, like, yo, you got to come downhill and you got to tackle Brees Hall mm-hmm. play after play after play. Can he do that? Absolutely. At a high level? Absolutely. But now he's just not taking off and running straight through our tackles. He's not taking off being double teaming. You have stunts coming out on on the other side. So we have an opportunity to win. Um, And and I'll reserve my prediction as far as like the, you know, what the score will be Mm -hmm. for Thursday, Friday. Okay. So what's the bet? (laughs) <laughs> you did all that to get there. No, Why no. I mean, I, I got BC. I got BC and Andrew wearing Cowboys jerseys because they talked big crap and they got look. They got they out here looking crazy. So I'm just curious, what would you like your bet to be? Since you know Jets Cowboys, they play 425 on Sunday, America's game of the week. Um, let's let's do that for Thursday. What, what would you back. like to do? Let's wait. Let's let's do that. Thursday. Oh, you want to let it marinate? Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to just come out here. You can Brandon wants to be loud and wrong, loud and wrong. I mean, you're That's you're gonna be break. loud and wrong no, regardless. No, but no. I'll give you time so to I think of your do, punishment. What I want to do, I want to be thoughtful here. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to see what's going on, scouting report, who's nicked up, who's bruised, right? Before mm-hmm. I go out there and say, okay, here's the bet. Okay. Can we also um, increase Brandon's mic a little bit? I yeah. think people are having a hard time hearing him. I'm I'm hoping it. You know what? I want to do something food related. You know what I mean? Oh, I got it. Loser, this is it. Loser has to drink coffee with mayonnaise. Whoa. Yo, you going, you're going too very, far. Very, very, very <laughs> football related. As we know, what's the quarterback's name, Brandon? Uh, uh, Levis. Will yes. Levis. Will Levis, Will Levis famously Tennessee. drinks mayonnaise in his coffee. So I feel like the perfect week two football bet, we keep it in the football family. And loser of the 425 Sunday Jets-Cowboys game has to, on Monday, on this very show, 
drink a cup of coffee with mayonnaise in it. How's that? Uh, Ashley, um, how do you feel about you, that? You like to force your own. Your, <laughs> how do you your, feel your about that? Agenda. I want to make it interesting. I, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, it's good, right? It's not bad. It's, it's something that I'm, you know, I'm actually attracted to. The chat to. likes I like it. Like this. The chat likes it. But I, I still want to reserve okay. my, 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 my thoughts and my opinions for Thursday when we do our bet segment, right? So I want to reserve that. Okay, sure. Just right? keep that one in the but, back of your mind. I, I like where you're at. I like where you're at. Okay. Um, um, Ashley, so let's move on here. Um, you know, how do you see this season playing out? I know you said it's hard for the Jets, mm -hmm. okay, um, to be a, a contender and maybe, you know, even making the playoffs. But uh, walk us through clearly before we move on to the Dallas Cowboys, mm -hmm. um, how you see the, the rest of the season and what the expectations are. Um, I think the expectation is going to go ahead and be to rely on every part of that offense you can to make Zach Wilson's job easier. You're throwing him into the fire once again. Right. It's obvious that he was going to drastically benefit from being behind Aaron Rodgers, learning from Aaron Rodgers, having more time to develop. You said it was going to be instrumental in his career, and you actually said that it was going to make him the franchise quarterback that the Jets needed for the long term, being behind Aaron Rodgers. Um, now that's changed. Now he is like, you know, when you throw a baby into the water yeah. and say swim, instead of taking them to swim classes, that's kind of what's going on here. So it's going to go ahead and be just instrumental of every single person on that offense to make Zach Wilson's job as easy as possible. What I mean by that is take a cue from Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers when they were together or Jimmy Garoppolo and the Patriots when Aaron, um, when Tom Brady was out. They made Jimmy's job as easy as possible. And that is why we always say when we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, what do we say? Right. He's a quarterback who just does just enough to go ahead and win games. He did just enough to he, beat the Broncos this past He does week. just enough. He's not going to do anything elaborate. You're not going to see crazy passes, Patrick Mahomes style. Yep. You're not going to see clutch performances like Tom Brady. He is going to give you bare minimum fundamental football as a quarterback and rely on every single offensive weapon he has to make sure that the team can win and he does what he can do. It's not special. It's not elaborate. It's not highlight worthy, but it is just enough. That is exactly the yeah. playbook that the Jets have to do with Zach Wilson. That's okay. the exact same way that they have to go ahead and run this. I would like to take the next 30 seconds and speak right into camera uh, to Zach Wilson. And uh, I would love to clip this and put it out on social. Okay, clip yeah. it. I'm going to sit here and... So I agree with Ashley said... <clears throat> My 30 seconds hasn't started yet. Go ahead. So I, I need coffee. my caffeine and, and because I'm an hour of sleeping. Go ahead. As soon as I say Zach Wilson, that's when my 30 seconds you starts. Got, I know you be timing. You got 60 seconds today. I feel bad for you. Go ahead. I, don't feel bad for me. I feel bad it's for you. It's okay. This is life. It happens. Don't be down in it. Don't, don't sit there and say as woe is me. You pick yourself up the same way Robert Sala picked himself up and said, you know what? We got a defense over there that's legendary. We got guys on the offense that can go. Aaron Rodgers, yes, he's dealing with a foot. That's how he answered when Lisa Salter put the mic in his face. Yeah, he's dealing with a foot, but we still got guys over here that can go. Come on, let's not get it twisted. We were still in games. You mean to tell me uh, a Nathaniel Hackett and those guys that we have on the offense side can't figure out how to put together three or four uh, drives a game? Are you kidding me? Please, please. So, but, but, but here's the thing, Ashley, and my 32nd hasn't started yet. Okay? Take your time, B. Yeah. <laughs> here we go, Ashley. When I watched that game, okay, you were there, but you didn't see, I don't think you saw the TV 
you know, copy where you can see the, the tight on the Zach Wilson. With, this is how Zach Wilson looked. And he's looking like this, okay. Guy's walking by him on the side. He, he, he looked nervous. This isn't the guy that we drafted, right? The guy that we drafted, now, boom, here you go. Zach Wilson, loosen up, bro. Cut it loose. You're a gunslinger. Protect the ball, but no, you're a playmaker. You throw the ball different angles. You saw A-Rod. You had an opportunity to sit behind A-Rod for a couple of months. That's who you can be, right? That's what they draft you to be. Now, can you reach that full potential? I don't know, but I know you have flair in you. When we, when we drafted you, we said, yo, he has the flair, the moxie to take on the big city. Not everybody can play in New York. I'm telling you, not everybody can play in New York. But what I saw last night was a dude that was uptight. Bro, you need to go out there and, and just cut it loose. Playing like you played last night, all tight, nervous, that ain't going to get it done. You need to go out there. If you make a mistake, so what? Throw an interception, so what? Next play, next play, next play. But going out there and thinking about your career and am I going to be a bust and, and what my teammates going to say, that's going to give you the quickest fucking ticket out of New York. Out of New York. Excuse my language, all right? So I know I took 47 seconds. Um, you, I told you you had 60. I felt bad for you today. I I ain't need to take it all. Okay. But I just want I hope I'm a clip I want to clip that and I'm gonna text that to Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. I, I might not even put that out on on social. Mm -hmm. I'm a I'm gonna put that I'm gonna give that to to Zach. Actually, he cannot play like that. And I understand like there's so many guys that are nervous and like oh my goodness and they play up tight and they end up playing worse. He has the skill set to make all the plays on the field. Now it's all mental, Ashley. The stuff that we're talking about, like what's the difference between him and all those other quarterbacks that we talked about? Mm -hmm. It's mental. Mm -hmm. You know, can you overcome a bad throw? Like even Josh Allen. Look at Josh Allen. That's a whole nother conversation, Ashley. Josh Allen, he had the type of night that he might not recover cover from for three to four weeks. You see his eyes? You see how nervous he was? Yeah. And you're talking about, oh, you still have the Buffalo Bills uh, over the Jets. Like how dare you, Brandon, have the Jets still better than the Buffalo Bills? Aaron Rodgers played three snaps, four snaps. You had the, the whole stadium was deflated. You saw this. This might be one of the most historical deflations ever in sports. And you can't go get the historical job done. Historical deflations. You like that. You like that. It's interesting you terminology. Like you know what I also like? What you like, Ashley? I like rookies who ball out. You Ooh. like rookies that ball out? I love rookies that ball out. All right. Well, good. You know why? Because we got something <laughs> special for you guys. It's a little segment that we decided to put together with a brand called Pepsi to celebrate the rookies that are balling out yo, during this new rookie. NFL season. It's time for Yo Rookie, presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Week. And here are our Week 1 nominees. Run that graphic. Yeah, Yo Rookie. It's nice. Ooh, is that a championship belt? That's fire. We should actually give that out. Can we give that out in real life? So this is, you want to make that and give that out to somebody? We should do that. That's fine. All the guys that come bless us. For sure. Uh, on our show. You ever hold platform. one of those up? I, I have. They're heavy, right? They are heavy. They're pretty heavy. So yeah. so let's do this, okay? Did, we didn't tell the chat yet who we have, did, did we? No, you, you got to run through the list of nominees. I, I just, I teed let's, you up. This is your time to shine. Boom. So this is what we're going to do, BC and Andrew, Bianca in the back. Here's what we're going to do, all right? I want to go to the graphic first okay. of the nominees like Ashley, just how she just teed me up. But uh -huh. boom, let's put that up. And then we're going to run the highlight video and then we're going to introduce our guests. All right. So 
We're going to do the graphic first. Graphic first. Then the highlight. And then we get into the intro and the, in, 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 in the interview. How is that? Y'all ready? All right, here we go. We have the Yo Rookie Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Week nominees right here. You have Brian Branch. Ashley, did you watch opening night? Because we, we didn't see you. We weren't on the show Monday, but Thursday night football. I did, did watch. you watch? I did, did you, watch. Did you see this kid pick off Patrick Mahomes? I did. Thursday night football. You he were right, by the way. Job. I saw you tag me on Instagram. You um, it? My dad was also right because he, he called the Lions as well. Um, okay, Mr. Jeff, smart Yeah, guy. I did ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you were right. You were 100% right. You had the Lions. You said you would not be surprised if the Lions pulled out a win, and they did. That's right. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs might need to go shopping for some wide receivers because okay. they're in some trouble, but this guy balled so, out. So he, he's on our list this week, okay? Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Week nominee, Brian Branch. Great job. You picked out Patrick Mahomes. You said it was a dream. This other guy, and, I, and this is why we say, yo, rookie, right? Because when I text the guy that came on, I said, yo, can you come on the show? He said, yeah, no problem, OG. So I'm like, yo, rookie, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a part of a culture, it's part of the thing. <laughs> so this guy, I don't know his name, but this is why this segment is so legendary, Ashley, because we mm -hmm. got to get to know these guys. Who are they? Who's going to be the next Odell Beckham Jr.? Who's going to be the next uh, 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 Michael Thomas? Who's going to be the next Drew Brees? This kid right here, Ashley, help me with, the, with his name. Number 17 for the for the Rams. Did you see what he did? He balled out. No Cooper Cup. Puka? Puka? Nakua. Puka? Nakua. Nakua. 10 catches, 119 yards. And Ashley has another game, right? Because you said I like to be loud and wrong. So I hit on Thursday night football, and I said the Lions, okay? And then I hit with the Rams. Ashley, you looked at me like I was like I, I had a freaking thing on my forehead. I said the Rams. A thing on your forehead. They beat the they beat the Seattle Seahawks 30 to 13. So you got my guy that went out there with no Cooper Cup and he balled out. Mm -hmm. And then Bijan Robinson, he goes out there and, and he has some highlight moments, had like 80 something yards, 83 yards from scrimmage, uh, 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 a receiving touchdown. So he's on that list, and we're not surprised here. And then you also have Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson balled out. He looked good. He actually looked good, but they didn't get the job done. And then my man, Mr. X-Man. We're going to call him the X. Throw up the X. Dante Hall. Can we do that? Dante Hall was the first to do that. I know we got Des Bryant that does I that. I know, but can we pass the can we pass the X along to somebody else? You know why I say that is because so um, passing of a torch. Um, legendary returner. Mm -hmm. Um, Mr. Hall from the Kansas City Chiefs back in the day when I was playing, every time he scored, he threw up the X. And he took it to the house. And he had a walk-off last night. So last night, we had to put him on the list. Late, late last night, I'm driving. I get an email from the Pepsi team and the Ian Matthew team. It says, add him to the list. Absolutely. Add him to the list. And then you, you have Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, nine catches for 70-something yards. But the dude looks like a human joystick. We're talking about a dude from South Florida who's like that. Trained with Mr. Goldfeet. This is him. So let's run this highlight video because this is who we're sitting down with, Mr. Zay Flower himself. But take a look at the moment that he had this week. If you, like me, did not get the gift of great quickness and athleticism growing up, <laughs> it's because God gave it all to Zay Flowers. Wow, does he have a lot of quick. Zay Flowers on the far side, spins at the 25, still on his feet. First down, Raven. He stopped on a dime, left and changed twice. Lamar takes the snap, looking left, slings it. He's got a man open, and it's caught by Zay Flowers. Welcome to Baltimore, Mr. Electric. That kid has flames when he takes off. 
you get a Desay Flowers. I don't know if anybody can tackle this guy one-on-one in space. Lamar Jackson takes the snap in the shotgun. Throws quickly. Flowers has it. Steps out of a tackle. He's to the 40. Jukes a man. 35. Far sideline. 30. Steps out of bounds. First down Ravens. Hey, crashing on. Ravens finding as many ways as possible right now to get the ball in the hands of Zay Flowers. All right, listen, so let's go through some of these stats real quick because I got some things to ask. You got to break this down, all right? Listen, Zay Flowers, Baltimore wide receiver, like we mentioned, nine receptions, 87 scrimmage yards, 78 receiving, nine rushing in week one. Now, it is interesting because Odell Beckham obviously is famously part of the Baltimore Ravens. He signed for $18 million, and it was reported at the time when we spoke to um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. I mentioned to him that – it was reported that DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham were both on Lamar's wish list of wide receivers to make him happy. That's he right. only got one, and that was OBJ. But OBJ only finished with three targets. That's right. Everybody was expecting that OBJ was going to go ahead and be wide receiver number one. But it looks like the Rook is wide receiver number one. What do you make of this? I, I, you know what? I don't look at it that way, Ashley. And I know uh, if it was like five, six years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, I would look at this and say, uh, yeah, clear-cut one. In today's NFL, you need multiple guys that can get that done. So this week, in week one, it was Zay, and that's why he's uh, a nominee for Rookie of the Week. So make sure everybody go and, and vote, and we'll send you guys the link. There's a link in the chat, and then we'll send you guys a link later. But make sure you guys go and vote. But I say that, Ashley, because next week, Zay can go out there and have five catches, and Odell can have 12, yeah. right? But it's so funny because the reason why I – made the move to go from the Jets to the Giants is because of Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. And so Odell, you know, if, if I'm sure Odell's embracing this and he loves it. And we'll ask Zay when he jumps on because he's getting situated now about their relationship and how things are going. But I'm like, yo, if I have Odell in his prime on the other side, he's the Z, he's the X, it doesn't even matter. Then I'm on the other side. What does that give me? It gives me matchups. It makes my game easier. So now Zay goes out there, have this type of game, and then and there's... He came out after the game and said, like, yo, the game is now slowing down. Next week is going to be easier. So we haven't even seen all of Zay yet, right? Like, he's still adjusting to the speed of the NFL. This is what he said. So I say all that, Ashley, because, you know, Odell's going to have some big opportunities because Zay is pulling coverage. Zay is being targeted, and Zay is doing what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So... Somebody in the chat gave us an interesting comparison. They said he's a taller, more skilled Hollywood Brown. How do you feel about that comparison? Do you see it? No, 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 no. No? Listen, I I respect Hollywood Brown, and Zay will say the same thing. You know, they come from the same area, the same camp. Like, down here in South Florida, where we're at, where our studio is. Very close, very close. Some of the top wide receivers from Jerry Judy to Zay, all those guys grew up together, trained together. They have the same trainer. Uh, These kids out here at seven, eight years old, running routes like that. How Zay plays, it took me 10 years into the league to start learning how to move like that. Yeah. He's been moving like this since he was in in elementary school, middle school. Mm-hmm. So I, I say all that, you know, because, you know, I could be long-winded. I know our guys here, we'll get to it in like 10 seconds. But Zay is different. We can't, he's not no Hollywood Brown. He's not no, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. Zay is Zay. We're mm-hmm. talking about a dude that's super explosive. He can play inside. He can play outside. He's a he's a, that human joystick. His vision is crazy. His football IQ is through the roof. He's special. 
I mean, the Baltimore Ravens, they, they, I'm glad that they didn't go get a vet. And they said, you know what? We're not going to go pay a vet. We're going to go find somebody that can be the next legendary wide receiver. And that's the upside for this kid. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh my God, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Well, listen, we're talking rookies. We got a rookie. Yo, but rookie. we don't just got any rookie. We got the rookie of the week yeah. in the building with us. Zay Flowers yeah. is here. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Yo, Hi. rookie. Yo. <laughs> what's up what's up bro no man i'm chilling right now how y'all doing we good how are well, you i'm man? good i'm good how are you doing rookie of the week that's a big deal you had an incredible week nominee. first week of the season how are you feeling nominee not rookie of the week yet oh yeah. nominee yeah, yet. you have my vote <laughs> thank you but no i'm feeling good i mean i'm just i'm just trying to soak it all up and just you know we got a long year so we got 16 more left i'm just trying to play week by week stay healthy and keep doing what I'm doing. So Zay, afterwards, obviously everybody threw a mic in your in your face and a camera in your face, and they wanted to get your thoughts after your first game. You know, I was watching this game, and I was telling Ashley, you know, I'm looking at the box score, and I see, you know, eight targets, nine targets, ten targets, and I was like, damn, like Lamar's really targeting him. And so after the game, you know, you 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 gave your thoughts, and you're like, yo, the game finally slowed down or slowing down, and next week's gonna even gonna be better. Mm. Can you walk us through what you meant by that? Uh, I just feel like on my first game, I was like, you know, you you excited to go play your first game. So I'm like, I'm super excited. I'm making I'm making cuts. I'm making um, moves that I was making a little bit too early that next week I'd be able to slow down and be like, give myself time and let the game come to me a little bit more. Because I got old. I got Bateman out there with me. So it's going to be matchups where it's going to be one-on-ones and old going to take some people out. Bateman going to take some people out. And they just going to have to choose across the board. And we got Mark coming back. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, being a rookie comes with its own challenges, its trials, its tribulations, but you're obviously doing something right if you're a rookie of the week nominee. But I want to ask you what goes into developing that chemistry with your quarterback so that you can have a week one debut like you had? 
Uh, see, me, me and Lamar spent a lot of time over the summer before the season even started and got together through passes. Um, he was, he just wanted to see how I run routes, how explosive I was off the line and know where he had to put the ball. And I, I, I kept telling him, like, bro, you give me, like, shallows, you give me bubbles, I'm going to take it for 15, 20 because that's, I just feel like that's what I do. But we ain't even get to hit the deep ball yet. We ain't, we ain't, so we just really, like, we really warming up. We really ain't even get everybody started yet. So, listen, I, I know you're one of those guys that, you know, had a dream and uh, went out and worked for but believed and had the confidence that you were going to be in this position. So I don't think that this moment or this time surprises you. You've been doing this since you was in peewee football. You've been doing this at the, yeah. on the biggest level in South Florida, the best football state. Uh, my question for you is, what was your moment where it hit you? It's like, yo, I'm in the NFL, mm. right? For me, it was Sunday night football. We're playing in uh, Foxborough, and, and I'm catching the ball in pregame, and then the, 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 the lights, uh, the fireworks went off, and then the, the national anthem, and I was just, like, in awe. And then I had Jake the Snake Plumber yelling at me, Brandon, Brandon, wake up, catch the ball. Like, I was catching his ball while he was uh, warming up. I was like, oh, man, yeah. I, made it in, I made it to the NFL. Have you had a moment like that? Was this Sunday, uh, did something come up for you? Uh, I'll say um, when I ran out the tunnel, I, I, I ran out the tunnel, but I really kind of wanted to just look around and, like, just take it all in. Like, damn, I'm in the NFL. <laughs> but I tried to play it all cool. I did a little dance and then just took off through the tunnel. Right. That would have been dope if he actually stopped and just soaked it in. It would have been cool. You saw Odell. He did the Ray Lewis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, listen, I just mentioned to Brandon uh, the dance that OBJ did when he came out the tunnel. He he saluted uh, Ray Lewis with the with the flock dance. But I want to ask, there's going to be a lot of going back and forth between the two of you. And in the media, people are going to be dissecting who is wide receiver one, who is wide receiver two. And this week, it was you. But how do you and Odell not allow that outside noise to affect what you two can do on the field at the same time, at separate times, all in the name yeah. of winning games for this Simple. football team? I mean, I feel like all the receivers we got, receiver one, Bateman, me, um, you could put Mark in that too. So, and before the season even started, O came up to me and was like, bro, I want to see you eat. Like, mm. I want to see you eat. So, if we eating at the same time, that's going to be wonderful. But if I got a game where I'm not eating and you eating, he said, look, bro, I'm going to be so proud of you and you don't even understand. And after this game, he hit me right after and said, and you know, he FaceTimed me and started laughing. He was like, bro, I told you, like, this is you, like, you ready for this moment? I'm proud of you. And that's it just went from there. So we both support each other. We ain't really worried about receiver one, receiver two. That conversation, we just go out and play the game we love. So I enjoyed my time in New Speaking York. Oh, he right here. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to live a long time, bro. <laughs> You're going to live a long time. <laughs> Tell him what up. What's up, bro? Yeah, appreciate it. Be uh, Marshall, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I enjoyed my time in New York with O, um, you know, truly one of the best athletes that I've ever been around. And, and so um, what have you learned, you know, during your time with O so far? Uh, uh, honestly, just play the game. I just have fun. Like, do what you do. Like, it's never like a dull moment around him. You you around him, he going to have fun with you. But when you hit that field, he going to go. Like, he going to let you know he going to go. And you're going to see it in the way he played, the way he run, the way he do everything, the way he take care of his body. So, and that's what I'm learning from. Just be yourself, play the game. And when you're off the field, everything don't got to be so serious. Just be you. 
Is there one thing though? It was was there one thing that's like, oh, I can take this right now? Because obviously it's a journey. Y'all have the rest of this year, hopefully a couple more years together. But was there one thing? It's like, yo, I need to do that. Mm. Yeah, how he treat his body, like he take care of his body, like I never seen before. Like he got he got like people that come in to take care of him. He got he do stuff here at the facility. He do stuff on his own. He show me exercises to keep my hamstrings strong, my like my whole body. So I'm just taking like those small things and building my routine that I'm learning from him and applying it to my game. We're always talking about, you know, what makes a team so deadly, the intangibles, the things that, you know, you can't necessarily teach. And would you say that it's the camaraderie, the chemistry, just the selflessness, if that's a word, selflessness? That's the word of, of this team that is what's going to make you guys so deadly this season and ultimately take you deep into the off, into the postseason? Absolutely, because whenever whoever make a play, no matter if it's the running back, no matter if it's Lamar running, Mark catching, or O going on a deep ball, we all support each other, and we all understand that there's only one ball, and it only can go one way at a time. So whenever we make a play, we got to celebrate that play and be there for the next play. When your time comes, you got to make that play. Talk to me about Lamar Jackson, right? Um, yeah. Were you ecstatic and excited when you got the call <laughs> and, and it was the Baltimore Ravens on the other end, right? And you're like, damn, I get yep. to play with Lamar. Talk to me about, you know, your your time with Lamar and, and how cool it is playing with him. Honestly, like, I had a feeling long, like, a while ago before we even started, like, the draft prep that it was going to be a Ravens. The way Ooh. I went to um went to the Shrine Bowl and I talked to him for, like, three or four hours. They wouldn't let me talk to no other coach while I was on the field. And I was just talking to him and he was just spitting game to me. So from that time, from that point on, I was like, bro, I feel like I'm going to the Baltimore Ravens. And I kept telling my dad that. And then he was like, it's going to work out perfect. You got Lamar. He know, like, he know how we play. He's from South Florida. So he know if he give you the ball, you're going to make something happen. And no matter where he give it to you at. But me and Lamar, we just, like, I say we talk a lot, like, about where he want me to be and, and like, the breaks or the routes and how fast, how fast. He was like, the game going to slow down for you. When the game slow down for you, it's going to be easier. Because he was telling me about his um, his first year and how the game right. slowed down yep. for him each year. And, we just we, we do the same thing like we play around we get to the field get serious like we know we playmakers and mm-hmm. and practice we try to perfect that and build a chemistry with all the receivers and then take it to the game week one was slow you know, like they didn't get to play in no um they didn't get to play in the preseason game so I had a feeling that everybody was gonna come out a little bit um uh, rusty and just getting that off them and then first the second game should be way smoother. Yeah, cause Does, I was I, sorry, actually, I was nervous. I was watching the game and I'm like, "Yo, the Baltimore Ravens is about to fall to the Texans." Are oh you kidding God. me? It oh, was no. like the first half. Yeah, it was close. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what y'all boys was out there doing the first half. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the first half was close. Then we was like, "All right, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta pick it up a little bit. We gotta go in." Right. But you know, next week should be next week should be a lot more smoother, man. Who do y'all have? A new offense for all of us. Oh, we got the Bengals. Yeah. Ooh. Well, listen, let, let's talk quarterback for a second. For people who aren't aware, what kind of leader is Lamar Jackson? Because I think that since he's gotten into the league, everyone has tried to tell him what kind of player he is, what position he should be playing. 
this past offseason, while he was dealing with his contract situation with the organization, people love to say, well, he's not worth this money. He's not this type of quarterback. He's not this guy. And Lamar's not somebody who does a lot of talking. He likes to let actions speak louder than words. So for people who have a lot of opinions about who Lamar is but don't actually know what he is and who he is and how he moves behind the scenes, can you let us in on a little bit of what kind of leader he is? Uh, first of all, he worth he worth all that money, honestly, because <laughs> he can he can really throw the ball. Like I don't really I don't know what everybody looking at or what everybody see, but when the way we practice and I, the way I know he gonna play this year, he gonna be able to throw every ball from every arm angle, and however deep down the field and however short he can throw every route. Mm-hmm. And Lamar, he more of a like you said, he more of like action. He mm-hmm. he gonna he gonna he gonna show you more than he can tell you. He not big on talking, so when he say something then you know it's like, all right, yeah, we got to go. Like, it's time. But he more action. He want, he want, he going to tell you what it is, and then he going to go do it. Mm-hmm. All right. So so uh, earlier I talked about Dream, right? Like, I'm sure you're one of those guys that's not surprised that you're in this position. You worked extremely hard. You know, you're super talented and blessed, right? And got your head on straight. Yeah. Um, you know, we're sitting here, obviously, with you because you had a big game, a week one game. And you're nominated to be the, the the Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Year uh, or Rookie of the Week. And if you continue on this trajectory, you could potentially be Rookie of the Year. Now, I say all that to ask you this. Is that a dream of yours or a goal of yours uh, to, to, to be the Rookie of the Year? Is that something that you thought about? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I think about, like. That was one of my goals I wrote down at the beginning of the season. But what I wrote before that was, should we go into the Super Bowl, go win the Super Bowl, <laughs> help your team win, do whatever you got to do to help your team win. And then it was like everything about myself because I know what this organization about. I know what type of team we got. And I know what type of team it take. I feel like, to go win a championship because you right. see Patrick Mahomes, he, he gave away, they gave away Tyreek Hill and they still went and won a championship. Mm. And he he had receiver twos, receiver threes, kept out there catching touchdowns and doing what he had to do to win. And I just feel like that's preparation. And I feel like if we prepare the right way and go practice and do everything we can to um, help each other succeed, we're going to be in the right spot to help mm-hmm. to get everything done. And that's including rookie of the year, going to the playoffs and going deep in the playoffs. Brandon, I'm surprised you didn't get messy. You like to get messy and, and, and talk money and talk reactions and dreams and things. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you. We haven't gotten there yet. You know talk what? Talk to me, man. Yeah, talk, I'm hey, surprised bro. you haven't gotten there yet. Let's, yo, come on. Yo, Ricky. <laughs> yo, what was your sign? Can you please tell me your name? Can you please tell me your name and, and, and your school, your alma mater, and your signing bonus? And it did me dirty on that one, <laughs> bro. But here's what you got to understand, Zay. That's one of those traditions in all locker rooms right so when we have the yeah. rookies come in obviously we have rookie skits rookie nights and then like we we ask that question so whatever team you're on you know that's one of those things that's been in the nfl for a long time before i got drafted to the denver Broncos in 2006 so for everybody out there zay had this legendary moment and and we'll have zay uh walk us through it <laughs> but you have to stand up and they ask they say what's uh-huh. your name uh-huh. where'd you go to school and your signing bonus so zay tell us about that moment so we was, we, was, we do it like a um a basketball tournament for all the rookies, so offense versus defense. And it's like whoever make the most shots in 30 seconds. But before you do that, you got they ask you what's your um your name, your school, and sign the bonus. So I went up <laughs> and I'm kinda like, I, I got a feeling it's coming. And it was like, name, school, sign the bonus. And I was like, 
that's like I'm not a I'm not a um like a shy person. So when they ask me that, I got a little bit like, oh shit, I got like a little bit nervous. So I said, <laughs> they flowered Boston College, and it took me a second, and I was like seven million, and everybody <laughs> lost it. Odell kick his legs back, and then somebody next to me was like, yo, let me hold some money, let me. Hold some money. <laughs> so with that with that sign of that was a legendary moment in, in in post. We'll 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 show everybody who hasn't seen it, but you can Google it. You know, it'll pop up. Um, biggest purchase, bro. Now Ooh, I'm getting messy. Now, now you getting messy. Get, give us like something. <laughs> I don't want to hear the chain. We all know. We all gonna have a little some ice. I seen the Zay ice. We have that picture yeah. of Zay the ice. That was dope. Um, we seen that before, but I want to want you to really think. Tell us like what you really went out there and said. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Uh, oh no, I had to go buy my dad a car first. Oh, oh very nice. Even a question. I got him a car, then I went and got me um, a townhouse out here in Baltimore. Okay, okay. Well, those are good. Those investments. are smart investments. Those are smart. I want some. I'm trying to get messy here, Zay. Like I want something like <laughs> like uh, a tiger. Know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Zay, everybody, everybody go. go get some. Everybody go get necklace. They gonna get some clothes. That's basically what I did. I got some clothes, necklace. The necklace is probably the most expensive thing I got besides what I needed. So obviously we want to be responsible here, guys. And like, I, this should be inspiration, right? Mm -hmm. This ain't us, you know, trying to boast or brag, but it's inspiration. When you work your tail off, you have a dream, you have a vision and you work your tail off, you know, there's rewards that can come uh, along the journey. And so, you know, Zay, like it, it, it's an amazing feeling when you go from working hard and looking at your bank account, maybe having a couple hundred dollars, a couple thousand dollars in your account. I don't know, you know, y'all had nil, but for me it was like nothing. And then all of a sudden, Ashley, you look up and for me, I had a couple hundred thousand in my bank account. And I was like, damn, I could go buy some Jabot jeans. I can go buy some <laughs> red monkeys. Those pants was a thousand dollars when I got in the league. And for Zay, he's talking about seven million. Red Zay's monkeys. Dad, you got your car. I got my town home. So tell me about that feeling, bro, when you <laughs> saw that bank account just go boom. What is a red monkey? I ain't, honestly, I ain't even know what to think. I just, I, was, I refreshed my, <laughs> my bank account. I swiped out. Went back in. <laughs> I was like, God damn, I got that much money. It's crazy. Yeah. I couldn't believe it, but every day I went and checked, it was still there. So I was like, hey. Now we got to go work. We get some more. I've, I've heard stories of some vets will tell some stories when they were rookies that they waited up until like 2 a.m. when the direct deposit would hit to like watch it in real time because they were like oh, make, no, to no. make sure I, it happened. I kept, asking, I kept asking everybody in the locker room like, yo, you know when it's going to hit? Like, like, eight days, I'm like, seven day come. Hey, you know when it's going to hit? <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I mean, so, I mean, when we, we talk about rookies, you guys also have, you know, the people that you've looked up to and you modeled your game after. Who were some of the wide receivers that really inspired you, inspired your game, and you took maybe a little piece of them and made it your own watching and growing up? Uh, I'd say I watched I watch Steve Smith. I watched A.B. I watched Tyreek Hill. And um, who's the other one? Like, those are the main three, but I um, watch Stefan Diggs a lot, too, mm. his route running. So those are, like, the main four I watch all the time. Probably, like, before I went to sleep every night, I'll turn on some tape. I'll turn on a tape and see what I can learn from it and see what I can add to my game and try to do it my way. So, so Ashley, remember, you? Uh, we had somebody in the chat before you came on that asked us, um, and then Ashley asked me, you know, uh, who, who He does... said that you remind them of a taller, more skilled Hollywood Brown, is what yeah, they said. And, and my answer to that was, it's like, no, Zay is Zay. So, yeah. and that's what I see. Everybody that he named from Tyreek Hill to Stephon Diggs, even Steve Smith, think about that. Because And we're not going to compare guys, but like Steve Smith is a, a, he's not that tall, 
but he he's a bruiser. He plays so strong and yeah, explosive. Mm-hmm. And so does Zay. So so Zay, like if you had one superpower, if you can tell us what that one superpower is, for me it was my power, right? Like I was six five, two thirty. So I tried to impose my will on guys every time, you know, I had that matchup or they were in front of me. What's your superpower? I I say quick tip, quick twitch and explosiveness, like being able to move side to side and being able to because I can still I can run straight ahead. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people can run straight ahead, but they don't have a lot of side to side movement that that's like quick twitch. So I feel like that's my that's my superpower, being able to move side to side and and still be able to get out and outrun people. Yeah, let's go to the chat. Is there anybody in the chat? We're gonna let you go here in a few in like two minutes. No uh, questions. Is there, is there anybody in the chat that, that, that has a question for Zay? We got Zay and we listen, hopefully Zay, you know, look, we're not gonna bother you. OG ain't gonna bother you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But maybe if it's like week eight and you're on a heater and, and it's clear that you're going to be the rookie of the year, you know, maybe we bring you back one more time, right? So while we yeah, have them. My goodness. Go ahead. What'd you say? I said, let's do it. I'm going to be back for the show. Well, we know you're going to be back, be back. Uh, as a nominee, right? And that's how you stack yeah. them. If you get three to four yeah. to five, then we're going to look up and come, you know, NFL honors. Mm. Maybe that's what, Zay. Tell them when when you are rookie of the year. Cause mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling good about this. I, I, don't 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 be mad at me. Uh, two early predictions. We did this on the show. I chose Deuce Vaughn. My prediction was Deuce you did. Vaughn. You did. To be rookie of the year. But I'm yep. feeling like I like this energy around you right now. I like what this is what's happening here. So if you become rookie of the year, maybe you know NFL honors will let me and you present him. Maybe. You think maybe the NFL hey, that would be, that, be, be dope. That'd be dope. That that'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be sick. Well, hey, Deuce, Deuce Vaughn like that though. He he wanted them too. Yeah. Yeah, but he just he just ain't you know RB one right now. I just I thought like he's going you know get a couple opportunities, but not after week one and you got 10, 11, 12 targets and you got Odell on the other side and Bates over there. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> well, listen, we we have we have some cool questions. A couple. We'll we'll go through these real quick. What corner are you most looking forward to matching up against this season? Um. I don't have a particular one. I just I'm, I want to see all of them. Honestly, mm. I just I'm trying to go and I'm trying to do my thing against everybody. Okay, what game is circled on your calendar that you are most excited for this season? Um, hang on, I like the Christmas game. Um, we play the Forty Nine ers. That's Ooh. gonna be a good game right there. That's gonna be a good one. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Because in Baltimore? I know they got that. I know they got that crazy defense. So. I want to see. I want to see what it's about. See, that's that South Florida boy. He ain't scared of that competition. You see? I, mean, <laughs> I see that. I see that. <laughs> All right. So then, before we let you go, I like to do a little thing of word association. So I want you to describe this season for the Baltimore Ravens in one word. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I say don't blink because we we coming. We coming with everything, every game, and. In the playoffs, we still not gonna blink because we still gonna we gonna be there. Ooh, Damn. all right, don't blink. You might miss it. Can I? Can I? Can I change? Yeah, can I change <laughs> you my, might my miss AFC? it. No, Brandon, you keep changing your Ravens. AFC pick after every Aaron conversation we down. had. You said you doubled down on the Jets twenty five minutes ago, so you gotta Ooh. stick with your pick. All right. You stick with your all pick. Right, right. Zay, congratulations! <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm yeah, looking forward to seeing what you do this season. It's gonna be a fun one for sure. Yeah, and thanks for coming yep, on, man. Y'all. Yeah, listen, we got to tell everybody, go vote, NFL.com. 
slash voting slash rookies. This is Yo Rookie, Pepsi Zero Sugar, NFL Rookie of the Week nominee, Zay Flowers. Make sure y'all go vote. Hit the link right now. Click it. All yeah, right, bro. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, we hey, yep, we gonna push it. We gonna push it. All right. Yeah. Love. Appreciate it, OG. Yes, sir. Bye. Bye. Man, that was dope. Yeah, you can't you can't switch your pick, Brandon. I'm sorry. So Ashley, um, that's uh, you know I, I love I love the thought of you and I at NFL Honors presenting them him. Just don't embarrass me. Don't wear something ugly or crazy. Like you can you can you can pick our outfits. I ain't okay. worried about it. You can pick the outfits. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. That's what I always tell you. I'm, I'm with you when you write, <laughs> and you flyer to me. You okay, got, you got more style to me. Like okay. I like my style, uh-huh. but like you do this. You just came from NFL. I mean, uh, I New York Fashion Week. It's NFL in my head. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you just came from Fashion Week. You're into this face uh-huh. of Tommy Hilfiger. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also. Can they make the Super Bowl, Ashley? You you hear it. Think about what he's Listen, saying. The AFC the is stacked, but I think that if anyone has a good chance, I think the Ravens are definitely one of the top teams that can go ahead and make that push. This is a like think the about AFC it. is stacked. All right, we got to see. You got you got you you have uh you have uh, Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Hopefully, we'll get an update this week on where Kelsey's uh, health is. I think he's back. Yeah, but yeah, you know, being back and being um, let's see if Twitter saying being anything. Keep able talking. to you know really impact the game is a different it's a different conversation. But you have them. Obviously, they're not going anywhere. He's you know he said they have the Cincinnati Bengals this week, and, mm-hmm. right? So you got Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow didn't even throw for a hundred yards. Right now, obviously, Joe Burrow like come on, that's anomaly. I don't think we'll ever see that again in his career. But you lose to Cleveland twenty to three, and you don't throw for more than a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. All right, is it, it, you know is everyone else closer to the Bengals than we thought? Um, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I, I, I still I still stand on this, Ashley. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers and the Jets. They're still going to be in position. Not Aaron Rodgers, excuse me, the Jets, because Aaron Rodgers went down. You have a, a a legendary defense. You have a beautiful run game. What I saw last night, this could be a making of the best running game. In the NFL, now that's this week one. We can't have no overreactions, right? And then obviously what's going to happen next week is people are going to start loading the box and they're going to say, uh, Zach Wilson beat us. And now this is why I keep saying Philadelphia Eagles are the model. If you put those guys in a box, I just want to see. I, I need Garrett Wilson needs to have at least four attempts at a go ball. Mm-hmm. Four attempts. Just throw it up. Let him make the play. Don't be afraid. Like it's, He's going to make that 50-50 ball, 80-20 ball. So I like them. Who else is in the AFC? The Buffalo Bills, I mean, I need to see more. What I saw last night, I saw a scary-ass quarterback. Scary. I seen a scary team. And I like Josh Allen. Josh Allen is one of the premier quarterbacks in the league, but you can't go out there. He looking like this, Ashley. Stephon Diggs walking by him. He looking like this. Like, that's how Zach Wilson was looking on the other side. It's true. I, you, wait, wait. Tom Brady. When Tom Brady's in those situations, what do you see like, Tom Brady? He sits there like this. Thank you. There it is. Yes. 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 That's the face. That's what you want to see. Yes. That's a good that's job. That's what he does. That's, why, that's my Brady face. He sits there like this. Ready? 20, 28, down 28 to 3, and that's his face. Look. <laughs> that's the face that you want to see from Josh Allen. That's the face <laughs> that you want to see from Zach Wilson. Brock Purdy. Ashley, always say, Brandon, you know, you want to be, you loud and you always loud and wrong. No, I'm not. That's I, law. Because I, I, I bring that's out, law. I that's your out, law. Loud and wrong. Out, I bring out. I bring out. Uh, bring up uh, Brock Purdy because last year when he came in and after the first 
after the first game, I was like, yo, they might have something special. And everybody's it's too early, too early. I said, yeah, but let's see how it goes. And obviously, after six games, like, he really showed well. But what I saw, it wasn't like him coming in and making securing a win mm-hmm. or making a couple plays. What it was was when he threw the touchdown pass and then he started doing this. Mm-hmm. And then he started walking back to the sideline doing that. What you saw was somebody was like, yo, this moment ain't bigger than me. Mm-hmm. You saw confidence. You saw the moxie and moxie. the swagger that's needed to play at a high level. Tom Brady come out, he got swagger all the time. And then what happens when things don't go his way with it? He don't rattle. He, he's not, he don't got big eyes. Mm-hmm. If your quarterback is looking like this on the sideline and rattle, you don't, you, you, you look out. Got some questions. And that's what I want to see Zach Wilson. I want to see Zach Wilson go out there with some swagger. That's what I need to see. Um, before we move on to talk about some more football stuff, I want to keep it in the um, football world, but we want to go ahead and um, breaking news. It's unfortunate news. We want to send condolences to the Williams family. Um, former Buccaneers and Bills wide receiver Mike Williams passed away at 36. He was involved mm-hmm. in a construction accident. Um, Ian Rappaport just released the news via his agent. Um, he was 36 years old. He played for the Tampa Bay Bucks and uh, Buffalo Bills from 2010 mm. to 2014. And um, he was a Buffalo native who played college ball at Syracuse and was a fourth round choice of the Bucks in the 2010 NFL draft. Um, so we send condolences to his family, his agent, everyone who loved him, played with him, knew him. Very, very sad and far too young to no longer be with us. Mm. Um, you know, the football family is, is so tight. I feel like even when you don't know each other and when, you know, maybe your careers didn't overlap, mm-hmm. it's just something that you, you know, you always feel because it, it's yeah. the 1% of the population that, I, that makes it to that league. So it's a tight, it's a tight knit brotherhood. So rest in peace. This is, this is sad. It's heartbreaking. Um, you know, when, 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 the, when the news hit, um, what last week, Yes, about the construction accident. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was in shock. Like, I, I know Mike Dub, right? Like, he was in my era, mm-hmm. you know, and he was one of those guys that you turn on the film, it's like, yo, look out. You know, he made plays, and he also was a uh, a really cool, amazing person as well, you know? So, like, he was one of those ones that I admired from afar. Um, he was in my era, and um, this is tragic. Um, it truly is, you know, uh, his family. You know, he's leaving behind kids. He's leaving leaving behind so many friends. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, life is so precious. And that's what came up for me when um, when the news broke last week. And it was like, man, you know, we could be here today and gone tomorrow. Um, so sad. Very so sad. sad. Also some breaking news, not as sad, but interesting. Um, Jim Trotter who worked for the NFL Network and now is at the, at the Athletic, okay. has filed a retaliation lawsuit against the NFL. Trotter previously asked some bold questions about the hiring practices of the NFL to Roger Goodell, if you yep. famously remember that video, um, while working for the NFL during a nationally televised televised broadcast. So people who are unfamiliar, he basically asked about the Rooney rule and if it was a rule to just basically um, adhere or to... Um, appease rather minority hirings 
but that that wasn't ever going to really change things. So he basically pushed against the grain and wanted to know answers about the minority hiring practices with the NFL and what Roger Goodell and the NFL were planning on doing to better them and make them more fair. He ended up losing his job at the NFL Network, went on to The Athletic, and now he has filed a retaliation lawsuit against the NFL. So this is this is major. Yeah, this this is major. I just got goosebumps because you know what we, we. It's important to know that Jim Trotter is. Damn, I'm getting sad thinking about this. Jim Trotter is a legend in this business, and he's well respected by players, coaches, uh, uh, general managers. So uh, management, uh, the management level, and also at ownership, or we least thought at least at ownership, right? He's been around for years covering some of our our favorite football players and and coaches and owners. So for him to get fired shows that it, it you know it, it was all about this situation and race is is still a thing, right? Because from a production standpoint and getting the job done, he's one of the best. He's one of the best. We will be celebrating Jim Trotter in five, 10 years, 15 years, lifetime achievement mm-hmm. awards and you know the NCAA uh, uh, P award like 100%. So uh, this is sad, and it, and it made me think about it, and I don't know why I immediately thought about Deion Sanders. Remember after week one, Deion Sanders came out, and he said they don't want to see a black man in this position. And then everybody was like, why are, why are you bringing up race? What do you mean? What does race have to do with this? Right. And so, like, there was a lot of that conversation happening after week one in college football because of Deion Sanders, like, coming in and totally changing that program around in literally a year. Like, it was team to one, one, one game, right? And, and then there was this clip. And there was this clip from back in the 70s that came out. Somebody repurposed the clip, and it was just some white guy. I don't know who he was, a coach or some type of broadcaster. And he literally said, Mm -hmm. he was like, we can't let them in the coaching. He said, we can't let them in the coaching. They already already make up, uh, you know, 70, 80% of, uh, you know, as players. Mm -hmm. If we let them in the coaching, we lose everything. So, you know, this is definitely a real thing for us, right? We know that, you know, football runs through our community. Um, and, and so um, the Rooney rule was put in place because when you have athletes to come in, you know, players and coaches, you know, what else is, is out there for them? Right. What other positions, even in media, like the Jim Trotters of the world, right? Like, do we have access? Do we have the same type of opportunities? And the answer is no. The answer is no. Well, there's some added layers to this lawsuit, so let me go ahead and read that. The suit claims that Bill's owner, Terry Pagula, allegedly said, quote, If the black players don't like it here, they should go back to Africa and see how bad it is in response to player protests. Also, the suit claims that Cowboy Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones allegedly said, quote, if blacks feel some kind of way, they should buy their own team and hire who they want to hire. And then there's more quotes um, within the entire lawsuit. But those two quotes are very um, concerning, not surprising, but Concerning, especially the one from the Bills owner, Terry Pagula, that was um, extremely uh, disgusting. I'm not shocked that these things are coming out um, at all. Um, I'm not shocked. Um, you know, uh, um, I'm not shocked to hear, you know, uh, Jerry Jones quote, because that's why I actually I said, like, that's an owner I wouldn't play for. Mm-hmm. But I am shocked uh, to hear this coming from the the Buffalo Bills owner. They seem to uh, be different. They seem to, you know, um, bring in, you know, like just a a different perspective, right? His wife actually 
before she had, uh, you know, her accident. I think she may have had a heart attack and she's still recovering. It's been a year and a half, mm-hmm. but she was running the team. Right. So you think about women in sports and and, and their position there. Mm-hmm. So I felt like they, they, you know, they had a different approach and a different perspective. Um, but but again, you know, overall, holistically, not surprised at all. And, and, and I'm telling you, like, I used to get in a lot of trouble. I used to get in a lot of trouble because what I used to say, I'm like, I'm not institutionalized. And a lot of us players, we're institutionalized. We, we, we march at the beat of their drum. And it's like, I didn't, I personally just didn't care if you were owner, general manager, head coach. It's like, look, you know, owner different, but everybody else, we're, we're, we're coworkers. We're equal and we need to respect each other that way. I didn't let coaches and owners talk to me certain way. I didn't subscribe to, you know, like I hell at the combine, I don't even think I went through the whole little slave thing where, you know, you got to march through things that like starting from that beginning, like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And then also, um, you know, going to events and, you know, like put your Jersey on. Mm-hmm. It's like, why this is, I'm coming to this school or this little football game. I'm not putting my Jersey on. I'm not a football player 24 seven. So Ashley, like, come on. I, yeah, I, come it, on, it, come on. it says, um, you know, I just read the quotes from two NFL owners in the lawsuit. It says Mr. Trotter's experience with discrimination and retaliation was not limited to his termination. Throughout his employment, Mr. Trotter witnessed and observed discriminatory and or hostile conduct by his employees, including by NFL team owners, that went entirely unchecked as a matter of operate of standard operating procedure. Um, he says that Mr. Trotter raised his concerns on numerous occasions about the NFL's record on racial diversity and discrimination, but the NFL did nothing to legitimately investigate or address his concerns. Um, And also it points out that the NFL's treatment of Mr. Trotter is consistent with documented history of silencing, retaliating against and blackballing black men who speak out on such conduct. Um, This is basically the NFL's foundation and part of the fabric of the league. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not surprised by this. This is the stuff that we've been highlighting since 2020, Um, obviously when uh, racial tension was soaring and marching in the middle of a pandemic, which says it all. And for the very first time you saw NFL players, we saw this in the NBA before, but it was off the backs of uh, Colin Kaepernick in 2016, but you saw NFL players institutionalized uh, uh, come together and say, you know, let's, let's, what if it was me? Mm -hmm. And that's when you start seeing the stuff pop up in the end zones on the back of the helmet and some people are just saying like they're just trying to put a band-aid on something that needs a, a huge makeover surgery. Um, things aren't going to change. Like we, we were having this conversation last year uh, on Inside the NFL, mm-hmm. and everybody's talking about the new rule. Remember, the new rule was <clears throat> um, so the Rooney rule is it broken? Because you talk talk about the Rooney rule, and then you looked up, and it's like, damn, we got less than four coaches and mm-hmm. black minority coaches in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So what they did, they tried to amend the Rooney rule. And, and so basically what the Rooney rule is, it's like you have to interview a minority candidate before making a hire. And, and so that's the Rooney rule. You know, there's other parts to it. The official def- the definition for people who are unfamiliar is the Rooney rule is an NFL policy that requires leagues to interview ethnic minority candidates for head coaching and senior football operation jobs. Right. Um, so, but now the pushback get- against that has always been 
that interviewing mm-hmm. it's it's basically a a pity interview right. that you're interviewing right. to adhere to a rule with no intention of hiring the best man or woman for the job that may or may not be mm-hmm. a person of color. So they say the rule is essentially just like I said a pity hire but a not lot of interview. Uh, interview, sorry, yeah. a pity interview where a lot of teams and organizations already know who they're going to hire. And nine right. times out of 10, it is not going to be a person of color. So that's the pushback on the Rooney rule. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And, 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 and so they, they amended it last year uh, where, you know, teams would be um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fine. will be huh, not fine. I mean, don't they lose rewarded, no, rewarded, rewarded with rewarded. draft picks no. and things like that, right? If they develop like if you develop within a, a, a coach that goes to a coordinator to right, 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 right. coach on your team, or if they go to another team, right. they get rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. And so, for my thing is, none of this stuff matters. And you know, these rules, these amendments, it doesn't matter because you need representation at the what the table mm-hmm. and ownership. That's it. Not minority stake like Magic Johnson. Great. Like, I I don't know what Magic Johnson is pushing. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's great. It's such a privilege and an honor to be a minority owner and, you know, a black being a black person to have ownership. Bro, I don't know what he got. Two percent, three percent. Are you at the table, Magic? You know what? You know, representing us. No, that, that like, who are we who are we trying to reach? Have you guys thought about what you're saying? That's not going to reach that community. Have you thought about this community? Have you mm-hmm. thought about that community? They're not, that's not, that, that doesn't exist in that elite group of NFL owners. They all look the same. They all come from the same places. Mm-hmm. And they come from a place where you were talking about the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones was, we saw that picture. Jerry Jones, maybe y'all can pull it up. I'm sorry, Ashley, I'm bashing your, your, your team. No, go ahead. Jerry Jones was st- sitting there marching with him. No, not that picture. The one where Jerry Jones, when he was like 15, 16 years of age. and he was he in, sit- I believe he was in high school, yeah. He was in high school, and it was like some type of... Uh, protest uh, protest it was a it was a versus the blacks it was a protest against the um non-segregating of a school so even think about what that yeah. was just in this report with uh jim trotter just said jerry jones says well if the blacks like even their language is off yeah i mean we've also you know it's it's gonna be interesting you know jim trotter is someone I, i'm lucky enough to call a friend and it's gonna be interesting because we have seen time and time again what happens when you go against the machine that is the nfl right i mean think of Brian Flores, for example. Um, Brian Flores was a head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And in order to stay in the league, in order to stay employed in the league, he had to downgrade and go to being a defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, which is crazy to go from a head coach to a defensive coordinator just so you can remain in the league is unheard of i mean there's a picture of jerry jones there he's circled um and then in the box there that's him um you know zoomed in but it's also baffling because we it's 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 not baffling but it's also it's it comes across very um disingenuous because we seem to celebrate the fact that you know for the first time we have 14 black starting quarterbacks in the nfl 14 14 which is absolutely incredible um but then you look at the men and women who are in charge of developing them and coaching them. And I don't think the staff is a representation of that celebratory moment of having 14 black starting quarterbacks right. in the NFL. Yeah, I know. It's just, you know, I'm glad that uh, Tr- Mr. Trotter, Jim Trotter, who we all respect and adore, 
across uh, the NFL um, and also in media um, is, 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 is fighting and pushing back. So, um, what? Let me ask you this, Brandon. I mean, we talk about this sometimes in the NBA. And I mean, in the NBA, we've seen players refuse to play for owners who have certain beliefs. We saw yeah. it with Donald Sterling. Mm -hmm. The Clippers banded together and said, we will not play for this man. He needs to sell the team. And ultimately, what happened? Yeah. The same thing with the Suns owner. Um, in the NFL, knowing and we constantly see these moments and these quotes that come out and we constantly hear these owners say things that, that showcase how they truly feel about the demographic that makes up majority of the NFL, makes up majority of the team that they own. That's right. How, as a player, do you separate the money and, and everything you've worked for and living out that dream and just doing what you have to do to provide for yourself, to your for your family, and to yeah. live out your, your dreams. And knowing that nine times out of ten you're playing for an organization, an owner that could not care less could could like yeah. could not care about you. I don't think it's um it, it's a it's a there is a difference between athletes and uh just people that are on a traditional career path in corporate America, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's the same thing. It's just a different industry. Mm -hmm. The problem is uh, in sports is that we are commodities and we also have leverage and we have power. Without us, it, there's no them. Mm -hmm. You know, but the prop, but the, 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 the challenge for them or the opportunity for them is they have a pipeline, mm -hmm. right? So it doesn't matter like, okay, well, you know, we can replace Tom Brady. We can play, replace Peyton Man. We can replace Jerry Rice. These are some of the greatest football mm -hmm. players that's ever played the game so if you can replace them i can replace any of you guys mm -hmm. so that's why you see people get in line from a jim trotter to a colin kaepernick etc etc and so I, I you know it's one of those things where it's tough uh to stand up uh, uh against but again i say institutionalized every 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 once in a while there's somebody that comes up and say no nah, this isn't right mm -hmm. and uh you know i just go back to you know the times where i was in the league mm -hmm. you had um Mr. McNair, I didn't say Mr. McNair, f f forget him, I don't want to curse, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, McNair, mm -hmm. the owner of the Texans, mm -hmm. when... He said, you don't want the inmates running the prison. We, yeah, he said that. And then what did you see? Dwayne Brown, the left tackle, say, I'm out of here. That's when he got shipped to Seattle Seahawks because he stood up against them. But that wasn't it. DeAndre Hopkins did the same thing, didn't he? There you go. Right. And, and so there's a few players and there's some instances where we see players say, you know what, I'm not playing for this guy. Also, what happened when Obama uh, uh, was it elected to, to office the forty fourth, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, "We're gonna have, a, we're gonna have, a, you know, this is Andre Johnson. This is, mm -hmm. you know, I think maybe D Hop may have been there, and then Dwayne Brown. All these guys got together and like, yo, let's have a barbecue, let's celebrate right after practice. Something simple. Let's just all stick around." Mm -hmm. McNair uh, <laughs> goes and there you go. McNair goes and 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 has a team meeting, comes and says. We're not celebrating him. Wow. This is what y'all want out of y'all country, right? Wow, I did not know that. The players are playing, uh, my president is black. Oh, my I, president oh is yeah, black. yeah, yeah. The Jeezy one, they come out and they turn it off. Wow. And we run the music. That's our music. That's We can play whatever we want on the field or, or, or in the locker room. Wow, I did not know that. But then also, like, I go back to Jerry Jones. That's why I, I said this, because there's some owners that disguise and there's some owners that come out and you know they actually say thing and they put their foot in their mouth but when jerry jones like there's no player here gonna take a knee mm -hmm. right any a player here take a knee they're gonna be they'll be cut they'll be fired 
Like, do you what? think do you think that if the NFL had guaranteed contracts like the NBA, the MLB, do you think it would be easier for the players to band together against things like this? Do you think it's because the NFL is so, like you said, so cut and dry, so come and go, and only a small population of the guys are really eating and eating, you know, lucratively. I don't think and, and have guaranteed money. Do you think that if that if you took that out of the equation and everyone had a guaranteed contract, do you think more guys would be willing to push against and band together to change things no, within the league? No, because you still have like it's you know you know I I never experienced this, but you got some guys in the league that's getting you know multi year multi million deals off the field, mm. right? So you're not only fighting the NFL or, or the league or your team, but you're also fighting. Uh, the brands that you have partnered with, right? Mm -hmm. Do you want to keep that Nike deal? Mm. Do you want to keep that Sleep Number deal? Do you want to keep that Gillette deal, right? Because mm -hmm. everybody approaches these things differently. Mm -hmm. So I think players look at it, uh, you know, in a box and, 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 and more from a selfish standpoint because you're, you're asking somebody, think about this. It's a generational thing. So that pipeline that we created. Mm -hmm. So boom, all these athletes come in. You got uh, uh, Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders, you got Michael Irvin. All of them have come and gone. And guess what? There's uh, Chad Ochocinco. There's Steve Smith. There's Odell Beckham Jr. There's Calvin Johnson. And now there's Justin Jefferson. There's Debo Samuels. There's uh, Zay Flowers, et cetera, et cetera. All of this, this pipeline is mm -hmm. first generation. So you're asking a first generation millionaire mm -hmm. that's coming from poverty, coming from a place where their mom and dad don't have no food, don't have no house. That, I mean, they're struggling to just get by week to week. Right. And it's been going on their whole life. And you're right. asking them to sacrifice money, their money. Yeah. No. So the problem is that Ashley. And also the problem is in the NFL, our superstars, they sit back and they're not doing it. So when we're talking about the collective bargaining agreement, we're talking about some of these moments where, why aren't you guys taking a knee? Why aren't you guys walking into 295 park Avenue uh, the the head of uh, the, you know NFL headquarters, there was no Tom Brady, there was no Peyton Manning, there was no even no uh, the 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 not Jerry Rice but the the top white black athletes walking in there. Mm -hmm. We got punters and kickers representing us for some on some of these things. Mm -hmm. So our superstars need to stand up, and that's what why I brought up the in twenty twenty where I said they were, when the guys were like, "What is what about me?" And that was the first time in it. I wouldn't say in the history of the NFL, but it was the first time since like the um, since the, the the civil rights days where our top athletes actually stood up and said, this isn't right. So, well, listen, it's, it's going to be a story that we're definitely going to be following. I'm sure it's not going to be the last time that we hear about it either. Um, you know, football, so. football season has always some things going on on it i don't know how are we on time guys i know i know so we have we, time we started we at 11 20 okay so we, we got, have time we still have like 15 minutes listen okay um we, we we knew this but it's confirmed okay we have five minutes brandon jets aaron Rodgers <laughs> has torn achilles tendon mm -hmm. it is confirmed an mri confirmed new york jets quarterback aaron Rodgers tore his left achilles tendon and Monday night's win over the Buffalo Bills. Sources said Tuesday morning, ending his season only four plays after it began. Coach Robert Sala painted a grim picture after the game, saying they suspected a significant Achilles injury. It's not good, Coach Sala said. Rodgers, 39 and four-time MVP, 
went down on the Jets' fourth snap of the game when he tried to spin out of a sack by defensive end Leonard Floyd. F.U. Floyd. His left foot appeared to get caught in the turf, the terrible turf. I played on that turf, Ashley. Mm-hmm. When I was playing for the Giants, I went down, done for the season, left ankle injury. Odell Beckham Jr. went down, done for the season, right ankle injury. Sterling Shepard went down, lower extremity. I think it was an ankle injury, done for four to five weeks. Mm-hmm. We had another receiver go down. We had all of our receivers go down. This turf, I don't know what the hell is going on with this turf, but it's that was just one game for years. Every week, you see somebody go down in MetLife Stadium on this turf. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. And I think um, um, uh, one of our guys, our veteran guys, uh, tweeted after the game, Baccarati. What's the what's the name? Not Baccarati. Oh, that, uh, David. Um, yeah, I can't say his last name. For I know the, you're talking about. I know you're talking about. Green Bay, Green Bay Packers. Packers, yes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' buddy and yes. still friend. Yes. He's like, yo, get rid of this damn turf. Get rid of this turf. Mm-hmm. Now, Achilles are funky because you could be walking and tear Achilles. You can do certain things. Uh, not everything is, um, you know, about the, the, you know, the the turf or the grass. But, man, like, turf is not a safe – it's not safe for athletes and our football players. So why aren't you guys making an investment there? And this might this might get it done, Ashley. Well, let's – Let me talk – I want to dive – don't give too much away because we're going to dive into that in depth in tomorrow because there's been a lot of players coming oh, okay, out well, with let, tweets and stuff about turf. So don't give too much of it I won't, away. I won't, I won't give it away, but okay. what I will say is that this may – I won't give it away. Good. Hold on to it. I'll we actually because I, I, I don't because you know why I did that because I don't want Stephen A. Smith. No, no, no. And, Hold on to it. Some of the people on FS1 hold on. I promise ESPN they won't. My take. I well, promise I, they yeah. won't. But well, listen, okay. we actually we can close with this because the Buffalo Bills have responded to Jim Trotter's lawsuit and said, "quote The statement attributed to me in Mr. Trotter's complaint is absolutely false. I am horrified that anyone would connect me to an allegation of this kind." Racism has no place in our society, and I am personally disgusted that my name is associated with this complaint. That is via Bills owner Terry Pagula. So mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills are the first one to respond to the um, lawsuit of Jim Trotter against the NFL. I just checked the Dallas Cowboys Twitter page and no response from the Dallas Cowboys or Jerry Jones. Um Brandon, any any thoughts on that response from Terry Pagula and the Buffalo Bills? No, I mean, I'm not surprised. You know, that we'll we'll see how this thing plays out over the next few months to few years. Oh. It takes time. Wow, a few years. That's yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, listen, we'll have so much more to dive into. There there's been stuff breaking why we have been here on set doing this show something's funny something's not so funny and everything in between but it's going to be a jam-packed show tomorrow we have three minutes this is the slowest five minutes ever but listen we'll dive into it here we go (laughs) um no worries i'm excited it was just announced that nsync is going to um regroup at tonight's vmas what 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 they're gonna are pres- talking about they're gonna present an award together i don't know if they'll perform you weren't a who, fan who of, NSYNC? Is the face of nsync is that justin, justin timberlake? timberlake will he be there all five members of nsync will be together at the vmas tonight in new he's, jersey he's the only one that matters wow Right? That's fast. What are the, what happened to the others? Like what they what do you mean? What to them? That's what I want to know. Justin Timberlake goes on to have a, a a legendary solo career. The other four, what did they go on to do? What can you, what, what are their names? That's foul. What's their names? That's foul. Name them. Um Joey Fatone, 
Lance Bass, um, J.C. Shazay, I'm saying his name wrong probably, Justin Timberlake. Oh my goodness. Oh my god, I, I forgot one. I forgot one. Oh my god. Not, that's not that's 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 not I bad, forgot one. Actually, though. That's not I, bad. Okay, another breaking news story before we we close out. Um, Jordan Schultz just reported that he spoke with Colin Kaepernick, who tells him that his agent has reached out to the Jets about his desire to make an NFL return. Kaepernick remains on the West Coast working out. That's what you do to me when you don't be wanting to talk. We and have time. And I hate it. We I, have I, time. You feel this way. <laughs> no, but we <laughs> have time. I wish everybody that's listened to us on the radio, shout out to SiriusXM Faction Talk Channel 103. We have a huge audience there, our yeah. daytime listeners. I wish you guys could see my face right now. As soon as Ashley asked me to respond, I just put my head on the mic. I am. Um, <sighs> so, I mean, here's my thing. It's like, here's my thing. Um, uh, I mean, we got 30 seconds. You want to hold on to this thought? <laughs> I don't want to hold on. I don't want to talk about it. So I don't want to talk you, about you're, it. I mean, you're done with that it's been chapter? Five, how, it's been it's seven. Been, it's been seven years. It's over. It's over. And it's unfortunate because he absolutely deserved another chance. He absolutely could have played in the NFL. He absolutely can't. He could have. And so, but, you know, I don't know if this is the continue, the, the keep. You know his story, his his name in in the media, or the things that he's doing because he still is. He, Colin Kaepernick's doing some amazing things in the community, so he's he's quiet and he, he doesn't do a lot of national interviews. He actually does none, right? But like it's seven years, Ashley. It's seven years. It's a it's a it's a it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's, it's a wrap. been a long time, it's a wrap. but it's a I, I I respect the dedication. I respect the hustle, and I respect all of you for hanging out with us today. I'm happy to be back with you guys, and I will be back tomorrow with Brandon. You never know who's going to be stopping by. So thank you so much for joining us and listening to us on Sirius XM Faction Talk 103, and we will be back tomorrow. Bye, guys. Have a good one. Peace. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.